This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss you're listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast this is paul hawksby and andy jacobs and this is the h and j daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon show we spoke to uh, carol bates who set up the crawley old girls football club and we wanted to talk about legacy mm. so much righty quite uh, rightly said last night that it, the legacy should be uh, more young girls getting the chance to play football at schools but, you know, I think, uh, as Carol was saying, there's older people, over 25, that, that could well be taking up the game, and that's been her experience, which is fantastic. Um, we also were joined by uh, comedian Sean McLaughlin, QPR fan. He was good. He, he was good, good value. value enjoyed yeah. that. And uh, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly were with us and on good form throughout yeah. the afternoon as we brought you some live racing from Glorious Goodwood. We had a chat. We Here did. it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon, Paul. And what a game that was last night. I'm, I'm reluctant to sort of <clears throat> shove it down people's faces. I know not mm. everybody likes it, but I thought it was great. I think more and more people are liking yeah, it as yeah, time yeah. goes on. They're getting, it was most getting enjoyable. It was in. a terrific game and yeah, a terrific performance. They weren't expected to. And I was following the game with my daughter-in-law. She's on holiday in France. Yeah. And uh, it was a bit of a Stuart Pearce situation. All oh, right, You were ahead of her, were you? No, she was ahead of me. Oh, she was ahead of you. I don't know how it was reaching France before it was reaching us. But, right. uh, and the BBC. But just as England were lining up to take her the corner in the second half, I got a text saying "bronze!" Exclamation! Exclamation! I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, that's always, it always bad, spoils that, it, really. Yeah. But a tremendous before the goal by Russo. Honestly, it's one of the best goals I've ever seen. I think yeah. it was a real OMG laugh out loud moment. You, the reaction not from, for the Swedish. No, no, not for her. But she was undone by the. Yes, yeah, she could have saved it. Yeah. it. Was a nutmeg, but she was undone by. Just the audacity of it. Audacity, Andy. I knew that was tremendous the word you were Tremendous audacity. Up with. Yeah. A tremendous goal and really enjoyable, you know. So we'll see what happens. Uh, interesting, Moose managed to find him after Beth Mead has scored. He does yeah. it so quickly. Mm. He managed to find himself with a picture. Basically, it was Beth Mead's back and yeah. him interviewing her, with his, <laughs> like, shoving the microphone in her face. He's yeah. fantastic. He's always, he's always he ready with her. Incredible library of oh, he has. gallery of photos. He that must he can, have. I suppose it's, he, if he, I suppose if you name them, then you've only got to search in or come up. It's easy. Yeah. But. I think one of the other one of the other moments as well. Um, Ellen White last night. I mean, Russo had the big impact, and there's no mm. way now that Trina Ving was going to change the setup. They're going to start with the same mm. team as that. Why change a winning formula and all that? But there was a big moment last night for the Lucy Bronze header. Uh, she, her dummy, basically, yeah. letting it go through her legs. She could have controlled it on her chest and tried to sort of swivel and hit mm. it, but she did the right thing and it went all the way. And that was a big moment it was uh, in its own way. Close life. to being offside, wasn't it? It, it was, was incredibly close to being offside. Yeah, and I saw Dale Johnson, the king of VAR from ESPN, saying mm. under the old rules it probably would have been, but uh, the way they've shaken things up. Who is the king of VAR? He is the king of VAR. Get, no one knows more about VAR than Dale. We've had him that. on a few times. If anything, if we if you want to go down into the real nitty gritty of VAR, he's your man. Really? Okay. Yeah. And Hemp was the girl who was uh, in the way and. And, uh, she does remind me of Sheridan Smith. I think if they ever make the Lauren Hemp story... They're going to bring Sheridan in. She can do that. A yeah. musical, ideally, to, to show <laughs> off the many um, vocal talents of Sheridan <laughs> Smith. Well, now, uh, one of the things, we're going to uh, talk in more detail about this. And Wrighty making a very good point mm. last night. Because you know, Legacy is very much in the news with the 10th mm. anniversary of London Olympics and a lot of pieces in newspapers and elsewhere about... 
what was a legacy of of uh, London 2012. And as Wrighty was saying after Volunteer the game, shirts, yeah, backpacks, <laughs> and those backpacks. <laughs> but people, have you ever seen anybody in them? Andy always had this thing. I mean, this is ten years, well, actually nine years, because Andy's. It was a year after the London Olympics. Andy had this issue with people still wearing their kind of pastel coloured games makers outfits yeah. as they walked around. Some of them like, like the, the complete the outfit. You think, yeah, oh, get over they would it. Still, they would still wear them. Like a, I think there are still a year people later. Have like coming back in the last year and still wearing your uniform. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, you're not in the services anymore. But um, do tell us. I mean, do you have, when was the last sighting of a games makers outfit? I wonder if it's anybody <laughs> dug it out. Have you still got yours? Does it still fit you ten years on? Tell us about uh, tell us about your games makers outfit if you've got any there. But the reason we bring this up is uh, say righty making that point. You know, we do need uh, this. This should be a watershed, and and there is a move by the FA. Uh, to get more football being played uh, in schools. Some hmm. stats, of course, which have been subsequently uh, emerged since Wrighty said what he said. Only 63% of schools currently offer girls football in PE lessons. 40% offer girls regular extracurricular football. The FA wants 75% of schools to provide uh, equal access to football for girls in PE lessons by 2024. That's their Let Girls Play campaign, yes. which is right That's and proper. Um, yeah. But we're going to talk to someone who's uh, won the British Empire medal for her work in uh, football um, because it's not just young girls being inspired no and we'll tell you more about people that. like my daughter in yeah who's taken the game up about the game 11 years ago coached by me in the early days you coached her I did I taught her how to play <laughs> wow and she'd never played before not really no and uh, right. we did drills and we did lots of different things. We went on for a few months. Striking the ball properly yeah, and all that. pretty good now. She plays it when we play Christmas Day. She mm. always plays with the men. And, and um, yeah, Tremendous. Is she playing for a team now? Yeah, she plays midweek. Oh, that's uh, great. They have a kickabout. Right. No, more than a kickabout. It's a proper league. <clears> right, we'll be chatting about that um, shortly. Um, before that, though, I don't know if you've seen this, a mm. dog with two, or like a dog with two names, as yeah, the old phrase he? kind of goes. Well, um, this was Bernardo Silva. John Stones was talking about Bernardo Silva. He said Bernardo was always joking in the dressing room that he wanted a dog. Uh, and he said when he got the dog, he was going to call it John Stones. Okay. He wasn't going to call it John. Yeah. He wasn't going to call it Stones. He was going to call it John, <laughs> John Stones. Stones. So, really? Which is fine. Um, but ultimately, I think when Bernardo's in the park trying to get John Stones back, he's going <laughs> to shout Stones or John. He's not going to shout John Stones. John Stones, <laughs> because you're going to feel a bit of a burk. Or maybe not. If you've got a dog, and I have a dog with two names, like a dog with two names, um, uh, do tell us this afternoon, what are those two names? And is there any embarrassment in calling them out? Uh, please let us know, talksport.com forward slash H&J and text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. And of course, uh, Neighbours is coming to an end. It is, yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to leave a large Neighbours-sized hole in our uh, dining time watching. That's a big thing, is it? That's you have your dinner and you watch Neighbours, do you? That's right, but the last one on Friday, we're making a bit of a night of it. I've ordered some lamingtons from an Australian bakery I've discovered. (laughs) (laughs) I have. Really? Yeah. I mean, they were expensive. Yeah, I suppose they would be, wouldn't yeah. they? I mean, they're not coming from Australia. No, I would hope not. They might be a bit dry by the time they get... Tell the listeners uh, what Lamingtons well, are. Lamingtons is a sort of traditional Australian cake with yeah. a sort of... can be a coconut topping, all sorts mm. of things, really. Yeah. But uh, these look quite exotic. I'd have a nice big glass of water when you get... Well, it can, <laughs> can be a bit cloying, the Lamington at times. Four X with it, I think. You can have a. Well, you're good luck finding that. Four X. Does it not exist? Andy, last time Andy bought a beer. Four X. Not that. Last time he bought a beer, you could get Castlemaine Four X in his local. Fantastic. I'll have a pint of Red Barrel while you're at the bar. The last time Andy bought a beer. If you want to tell us when that happened, talksport.com, text eight ten eighty nine, tweet TSH and J. That the Watney Cup finally bought it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Back to me, edge of the area, turns right footed, drives the ball into the net, and England leads. Cross comes in from Mead, up towards Bronze, who heads it back across the face of goal, and it sneaks in. Lucy Bronze scores a second goal for England. The Lionesses have doubled their lead, and the road to Wembley starts to appear in front of them. Russo, save, brilliant save by Lindell. Back here, oh, what on earth has just happened? A back hill from Russo, instinctive, innovative, wonderful, deadly, 
England are going to the final. Kirby trying to chip the goalkeeper. Lindar packs it. He's going to go beyond her. He's going to go in. Fran Kirby scores England's fourth goal in the semi-final. From Berwick to Bristol, from Prescott to Penzance, and everywhere in between has just roared like a lioness. There we are, Sam Matterface on commentary duty last night on Talk Sports, as he will be this evening with Ian Sanderson and Adrian oh, yeah. Dunn when we find out who England will play in the final, France or Germany. Yeah. Uh, well, more on that later on with the fake others. But first, um, say lots of talk of legacy and um, people being inspired, uh, girls and women being inspired to take up the game and start playing after the Lionesses' victory last night and the brilliant run they've had in the competition. Um, as we said, right, he focused on young girls in schools and he was right to do that. But uh, at the other end of the spectrum, what about if you're over 25 and you want to play mm. some football? Carol Bates decided she would form a team called the Crawley uh, Old Girls a while back. And uh, for her work, she won a British Empire medal for her services to football and inclusion. She was mm. there last night. I think she's been to all the games with her friends and teammates. And she'll be at Wembley at the weekend. And she joins us now. Hi, Carol. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Good, thank Listening you. Listening to that and the impact that that was going to make from last night is incredible. It was, it yeah. I mean, it must have been fantastic to be in there. I saw some of your stuff on, on Twitter. I see you girls had a bit of a late night. They went to the pub, and when they came out of the pub, there was nothing to eat or none, no, nowhere oh, no. open, so they raided the mini bar. So there was lots of Yorkies <laughs> and tins of peanuts that's drunk not, and miniature good. bottles of whiskey. So you celebrated uh, properly. But... Um, Maybe let's first talk, before we come on to last night, talk about uh, the Crawley Old Girls. I just wonder if you're going to see, it's not just, say, young girls wanting to play the game, but one, if you're starting to see an up, if you're starting to see others over 25 who want to get involved in what you're doing in similar clubs around the country. Yeah, I'll admit, we've been working on the Sovereign Health and with the Legacy Project. Um, There's a Legacy Project around all the host cities, and it's just, um, women's recreational football, as it's now known, has been... Um, Sport England and the FA have invested a million pounds into women's recreational football to get all women playing, regardless of whether it's competitive football, whether it's fun, futsal, soccer sizes, all the different types of football. So there's been a lot of work going on over the last two years to try and involve older women to play. Um, and we're just really encouraging people to... I think that sometimes when you say to women, come and play football, um, they like look at you in horror and say, oh, I can't play football, I don't know anything about football... Um, are not fit enough and all this sort of thing. But we'll just say that is exactly, you are exactly the sort of women that we want to get into the game. It's all about getting women participating, getting them active with the football and just enjoying it at the end of the day, just coming along, having an hour session. And I think, you know, we want to get to that stage where we normalise the fact that women can just nip out and play football for an hour rather than, you know, go to the gym. It's quite normal for women to go to the gym. Let's normalise the fact that any woman of any age can just go and have a kick about. This is what I was saying to a male naysayer on the Chelsea website last night. There's still a load of men that are going, well, it doesn't compare to men's football. Even a National League team would beat this team and all this stuff. But it's not about that. The question they should be asking are, isn't it great that women can play football? Isn't it great that there's opportunities for young girls? Isn't it great that, that you know older women can play? Isn't it great that they've got to the final? They're not asking the right questions, these guys. No, it's, and it's not even about that. As soon as you mention men's football, it's a totally different game. Women's football, men's football. It's all football at the end of the day, but you can't compare the two. You know, they're totally separate. And women, we mustn't forget that we're banned for playing for 50 years. So we are a way behind. But there's been so much work that's gone into the legacy um, to try and, you know, especially with Barclays and their sponsorship of the trying to get girls in schools um, as a standard thing of you to play football. Um, and also the investment with women's recreational football. So there's lots of investment there. Um, but with, when you get women coming into the game for the first time, it's, they're not only just playing, they're then going on to be female leaders and female coaches and referees. And in, in turn, then they go and watch the games as well. So, you know, there is a lot of work going into the legacy. And I think you've seen by the crowd that have gone to this competition. It's just been incredible. Is there a, a sort of network of teams just like yours around the country, Carol, that, that sort of people can access? Is there somewhere online if they, wherever they are in the country today listening to this, they're over 25 and thinking, yeah, you know, 
I like the sound of what Carol's just said. I fancy a bit of recreational football. Um, where can they go? Yeah, well, there's, I mean, we've got on our website of crawley-cogs.co.uk, but also if you go to your local county FA, um, there is funding available for women to set up these sessions. Um, and there are women's recreational officers around the country. We do have a massive Facebook page with, you know, women saying, I want to play, how can I get in touch with anybody? So um, if you just have a look around, we can just find you somewhere to play. But the main thing is that we get these women opportunities to play in the first place. And you're, st- and you're, you're always open to new members in your part of the world if someone's listening from over that way? Yeah, we've got... We've- We've had new members come in the last few weeks as well. We and we recently ran as part of the legacy program. We run we ran Cogs Eurofest, we called it, and we had basically 42 teams from around the country of women just coming to Crawley just to play football in a festival. It wasn't even a competition. It was just come and play football, enjoy the day. Bar was open, obviously, and it was just a great day. Fantastic. So we should mm. go into last night. So have you been at all the games, Carol, so far? All the England games. Yes, we have. Yeah, uh-huh. we've been travelling around, and uh, oh, it's been brilliant. And you just meet so many, so many great people. We just make you know new friends through the game, and and it's great to see all the families. And you know, it, it is a different game from the men's game, and there are there is a different audience, but it's growing, and that's how you need to grow it with the young families coming and and the kids and. You know, it's just a great atmosphere. Yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities too. Tactically, the women's game has improved massively. The Champions League helped that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there is a difference in physicality and things like that. But the actual skills, I mean, that third goal last night, any Premier League striker would be proud to score goal, a goal. Like a ball's fired, yeah. in, ball's fired in from the right wing oh, by yeah, Lucy Bronze. Got to control and hit that in effectively sure. one movement. The ball's, the, a ball coming in at that pace to control and hit yeah. at any level of football is, impre- is impressive. Yeah, well, I think this is this is what happens as as we sort of go further in the competition. And then I think the semi-final was where a lot of men have started watching the game and actually thought, Actually, you know, this is a decent game they're playing. You've only got to look at Georgia Stanway's goal the other the other night, and mm. that was incredible. And you know, the, the the game has improved so much in the last ten years with the investment, and obviously, uh, it being sort of on terrestrial TV and, and people that are investing in just showing the game. Mm. So, yeah. And you got your Wembley <laughs> tickets finally. You'll, you'll be there. Yeah, we got ours last year, so we were all we're all organised. I've had quite a few messages this morning. Are there any final tickets available? Yeah. Got any spares? <laughs> yeah, that's not I mean, yeah, I mean, that's no, not. That I mean, not that was sold out. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, it's going to be an incredible occasion. Going to be some atmosphere. Yeah, one of the sort of things I also enjoyed last night was a cynical professional foul by Bjorn, the Swedish player. I thought, yeah. good. Yeah, let's see more <laughs> of that I, in the game. Yeah, you want more of that? <laughs> <laughs> so a bit more yeah, cynicism. Yeah, there's a little bit of that coming in. But you want that, don't you? Well, that's a little what, bit of that means there's passion involved, you know. Not a, lot of, exactly. not a lot of squaring up, is there? I mean, I've noticed a few times some right, some hefty mm. old tackles go in. Yeah. But everybody it seems to sort of just crack oh, on that with nose it, to nose they? thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, it does happen every now in. and again. Yeah, I think as, as I, I'm a very, I do like my men's football. I follow Crawley around the country. So we've got Carlisle away on Saturday. So that's going to be a bit of a heavy weekend with the final. But, <laughs> yeah, so there is a bit of that creeping in. And, and sometimes I like to see a bit of, you know, a bit of a Operation, but yeah. you know, a bit of passion. <laughs> I see people win, Millie. No one wants to see that, men or women. But <laughs> Carol, enjoy the final and uh, good to keep Thank up the good much. work. And we'll, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Carol Bates, there, founder, chair, and coach of Crawley Old Girls. You can go and check yeah. out Cogs or Crawley Old Girls if you'd like to play some football in that area. And as Carol said, um, there's funds available if you want to set something up. And I'm sure Carol will be very happy to talk to you about how she went about doing it if you're looking for a bit of a, a blueprint. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We bring you three more live races from uh, Goodwood this afternoon and mm-hmm. joining mm-hmm. us now to mark your car ahead of that and uh, to tell us or just <coughs> what they've been getting up to oh, yeah. on their uh, road trip. Rupert Bell and uh, a commentator and uh, former jump jockey, Lizzie Kelly. Good afternoon, both. Good afternoon, you two. Yeah, now before we come <laughs> on to what's been going on today... Uh, Lizzie, how did it all shake down last night? Did you go and watch the cricket and have a burger with Rupert or not? Yeah, so, well, we kind of all split. There was a little bit of a... Tension. 
Oh, okay. Post-race tension. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was cricket. There was uh, drinks in the owners and trainers. Ooh, there was that... washing hair and watching the lionesses. It was all going on. Who was washing their hair and who was watching... The... Was that Rupert washing his hair? <laughs> it wouldn't take long. <laughs> it wouldn't take long, would it? You really? could have done it at half-time. <laughs> But Bandit only the guy he needed to do his face pack and cucumber eyes oh, yeah. as well. I'm sure he um, did. <laughs> what, what happened was I failed the parenting school because my son was playing and I turned up three balls after he was out. Oh, and dear. he'd made he'd made a quick fire 36. Did he cry? Well, you know, his dad, dad didn't see him do it. This is Ollie, is it? Yeah, this is Ollie, yeah. Right, okay. Um, and he, he told me he was banging form and I still couldn't be bothered to turn up in time. So, you know, that's, that's parenting for well, you, Well, that's because you haven't had a nap. <laughs> you poor old. So he's of that age, and he has yeah, to go in there. Get his head yeah, well, down yeah, for half an hour. Sure, I didn't, and I overslept. Mm. You know, knowing I just need ten minutes, but it turned into half an hour, and then oh, I'm late, and so dear, I get a rocket dear. from my son. Oh well. You know, but never mind. Never mind. We'll we'll find something to do today. Well, yeah. we're all doing all right today with our bottle of Rock Angel, but that's another story. Well, that's right. You've been. Uh, I've noticed that you've had a wine tasting pre-race. Is that a good idea when you've got to learn all the names of those horses, Rupert? Old school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shorter, smaller fields, though, than the sort of jump racing. Okay. Uh, well, there's still 13, and the race takes a bit quicker, so you have to, you know, they've all finished mm, in a bit true, of a heap, yeah. so mm. there's a bit more dynamic. But what we have just seen mm. is, I know Liz Hurley's here, oh, but wow. I have just seen a football uh, hoo-hoo who owned box-to-box, because Andy Townsend, Michael Owen, Owen Hargreaves, who else was there? Steve McManaman. Wow. Uh, they all own box to box. Um, yeah, it's the choice of each way thief in the sun who's, you know, tries oh, right. to give you a bit of value. He's gone with this box to box. And oh. so, and Lizzie tipped it up this morning, even though she was unaware of the uh, football connection. Is, which race? Oh, this is in the first race, the yeah. 150. Okay, just yeah. go, all right. Well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, and we saw them having a glass of Rock Angel with us as well. So, uh, nice. that, that, But they're probably allowed to. Um, and they were having a lovely time in, in one of the bars here. Beautiful. Um, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sport. Uh, we told you earlier on that Bernardo Silva uh, mm. has always told John Stones when he gets a dog, he's going to call it not John, not Stones, but... John Stones, and we insist on shouting both names in the park. Um, you've been telling us uh, stories that, have, well, Mark says, my dog's called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, it was, sadly. Two oh, different stories. That's three names. And we did, well, I know. And we did shout it in the park, says uh, Mark, which is good. Um, my dog is part Maltese poodle, a multi-poo, if you will, named Ted. I call him Super Ted McPoodle, after the legendary <laughs> Bournemouth and Boscombe <laughs> yeah. forward Ted, Ted McDougal. McDougal. Manchester United as well, Stu, of course, <laughs> who's up a ladder in Bournemouth. You've got to shout the full thing. And Andy, we're talking about the... Uh, 10 years anniversary of uh, the London Olympics and the games makers outfit that Andy was always obsessed with that people wore after the games were over. He had a real thing about it. Um, I did a job a lady's house today, uh, says Ricky. She was wearing her London 2012 top and the matching trousers with <laughs> oh, colour-coordinated trainers. That's ridiculous. I don't know if this was in honour of the 10-year anniversary or not, but I did think it was strange to see. Uh, Becky really on the deck. wearing a World Cup Willy T-shirt. <laughs> Becky was on the deck with, us, uh, decks with us today. Her dad was a games maker mm. and uh, she showed us, but he's still got the outfit. She said the trainers have only just worn out. <laughs> so he's still got full, but he's still got all the gear he's still yeah. got the jacket and everything well you know it was um, a great time for these it people. was Mickey says a lot of volunteers at the park run at last weekend were wearing their 2012 games maker kit to mark the anniversary the ones I saw on that particular park run they looked a bit of a snug fit he said <laughs> yeah, of course. clearly maybe a slightly longer distance than 5k could be needed <laughs> so keep those coming talksport.com forward slash h and text 81089 tweet tshnj the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast <laughs> uh, we're going to head to Glorious Goodwood uh, once again ahead of our first race of the afternoon uh, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly are there to uh, call them home for us and uh, the footballers consortium unsuccessful in the first yeah, race Yes, we did. they didn't get the win they wanted, Rupert. Uh, never sighted. No. Uh, box to box, it, it didn't live up to the pre-race hype. It was rather slowly away and, and never got involved. But I'm sure they're having a lovely day uh, back at the uh, Whispering Angel bar. <laughs> oh, he's hammering it, isn't he? Not since he had that watch on his wrist as a product got so many mentions. But did I just manage to sip it in very effortlessly? But I just knew Andy, he could see, he could spot a plug coming from a mile no, that's off. That's true. Yeah. He never mind, it's could. fair enough. He certainly could. <laughs> So, Lizzie, just remind us of your, your fancy in this race. 
Um, well, I really like Oscula. Um, she's a fab little horse. She's very consistent. She always runs her race. She's a tough little filly. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that she would be far away. She ran a good race uh, last time out. That was in a group three as well. Um, and I think she'll appreciate uh, just coming back in trip from that. OK. And Rupert, just remind us, um, what was your uh, favourite Well, well we, the Godolphin won the first race, mm. uh, this time trained by Charlie Apple, the secret stake won it very well and is a uh, but I think Saeed bin Sarur another of the Godolphin trainers I think Soft Whisper ridden by Marco Gianni um, has been in good form and I think can make it uh, three on the bounce uh, mm. at a, at a reasonable price um, mm. so um, that's that's the one for me Good stuff. I'm thinking about headwear and racing because at Cheltenham it's, it's tweed caps, at Ascot it's top hats, and here it's Panamas. Yeah, Rupert does look a bit like our man in Havana today. I've noticed <laughs> you're, you're in your man. You're in your man from Del Monte uh, outfit. I don't drop anything on that jacket. No, but tomato sauce squeezes out your hot dog, Rupert. You're no, in no, no, it's another. Basically, at, at Ascot I wear my late father's uh, morning uh, suit. Here I've got his late my late father's linen jacket. So I'm at, it's an homage, and it <laughs> I, I, to my father. But I've have shrunk a bit, so unfortunately I look I, I look I look I look a bit baggy in it. You don't wear his bobble hat of Villa, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did not like football. Uh, oh. So it was that would um, we used to when we were little. He said he find anybody possible to take me and my brother to a football match. So it, we yeah, just right. would he wouldn't it re, never was him. Although he did buy three horses on the final day of the FA Cup final in 1967, and he called them Tottenham, Hotspur, and Chelsea. Wow! Yes. What about that? Spurs won 2 1, I think you I was at the match. <laughs> you <laughs> Frank got the winner. Oh, I'm sorry to bring Don't it up. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but that's right, Andy. That's right, Andy. You were there. Jimmy Robinson, Frank yeah. Saw. We got Chelsea's goal that day. Charlie oh, Cook. Anyway, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Flying on the outside is Oscula, but will she be able to get to International Angel? I think she didn't know. She it's gonna be so close at Oscula. Oh, that was so cool cool as you like from William Buick he timed that run to absolute perfection I didn't think the line was going to come in time but looking at the bob and the way they go past the line he has judged that so well on Oscula to deprive international angel as Adam Kirby Lizzie had decided, right, I'm going to take this race by the scruff of its neck, but it didn't quite come off for him. No, and it would have been an absolutely phenomenal ride if um, if he had managed to, to get that horse home in front. She was quite a big price. Um, a fantastic performance from Oscula. You know, she's so, so consistent, and she always tries her hardest. And you could really see there, she was struggling to get past the horse in front of her. I think the gap was probably quite small in between the horse that she was trying to get past and the rail. So she's she's had to be really brave and like sort of almost barge her way through. She's put her head down and absolutely battled. Again, William Buick in the perfect place at the perfect time. Um, he's judged that right to absolute perfection. I'm sure he would have rather like to have been there a tiny bit earlier than he was but he's got that and fair play Oscula was only running on Saturday this horse loves her racing she uh, does her talking on the track and International Angel was in second at 66 to 1 and coming out of the pack never really threatening was the French Raider Samaran who got third but for a favourite backers that's two from two today and uh, William Buick is also two from two and he as I say a peach of a ride on the very game Oscula winning the Oak Tree Stakes Oh, Thank you. Nice. And the first leg of the Lizzie Kelly treble is yeah. up. And the first winner I've had since Cheltenham, so do ring my tipping line. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. So, well done, well done Lizzie. Lizzie. We didn't go down the Rupert Bell treble route and maybe wisely it, it now appears. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have another glass of Whispering Angel I'll on the basis of that. Imagine what it would be like by the last race. Shouting Angel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love you. Yeah, it would be in a terrible state. Uh, uh, back to you later, guys. Thanks very much. Thank There's Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly there. Yeah, uh, Oscular there, the winner. And I have to say, the first two legs of the Andy Smart 7 oh. have come up. I know. I, I, I saw up. you were on it yesterday. I thought, oh, I'm better get on it in case you would. <laughs> but I didn't, and then I was pleased it didn't do anything. Thanks very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yesterday, uh, it fell but today I haven't bothered. So of course well, we know what's going to happen. 
Okay, well, um, no, good when, that, when a call £39,671.84 <laughs> comes in, I I, I'll buy you a pint, Andy. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on uh, mm. Talk Sport and joining us in the studio now. Now, I think we could do a Harry Hill set up for this, couldn't we? Mm. Sean McLaughlin, Sean Walsh. What is it about the name Sean that attracts them to support QPR? <laughs> That's very true. Comedians, of course. Um, yeah, uh, Sean McLaughlin joins us. Good afternoon, Sean. Hello, good to be here. Yeah, yeah. So you and Sean Walsh, do you ever get together and have a bit of a chat about yeah, QPR? Yeah, a lot, a lot. Um, we've been at a few games at the same time, met up afterwards. It's always, yeah, uh, yeah it's pretty wild. I think we've both e- equally depressed. <laughs> Oh drawn, drawn to comedy through desire to improve our life because we're yeah. cursed as QPR fans. What was your What was your route into the world of comedy, Sean? What were you Were you doing anything before, or is it you, were you a boy comedian? Um, I well, I wasn't a boy comedian, but I uh, I was basically I was at uni and I, I didn't know what to do with myself, and mm. I wasn't doing well. I never right. did that well at school or uni and stuff, and I just started doing it, and it just sort of snowballed. Right. I, there's no like. Uh, there wasn't like a moment of lightning or anything that turned me into one. I just have you had a proper job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You sound like yeah. he's dead. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm teasing. Unbelievable. You're gonna get a proper job, Sean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I've uh, I, well, I worked. You know, I wasn't a pro from the beginning, so I did like uh, I worked at like call centres and oh. stuff like that. I mean, I don't know if you call that a proper job. Well, it is. Yeah. Well, I, well, I called up pensioners in their home and <laughs> tried to get them to buy insurance did you, they didn't need. Did you try any new material on them? I mean, I suppose there is a temptation. And what about this one? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I stole a lot of jokes from them. I think I stole a lot. Uh, you, you are up at uh, the Edinburgh. Festival. That's right. Yeah, and uh, tell mm. us a bit about show. So be it is the show. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. I don't know what that means. You have to name the stand-up shows. You know, mm. when really you should. Ju- I should just be able to call it my name, and that should be enough. Mm. But yeah. You have to distinguish between. You'll them. get to that one <laughs> yeah, day. One day. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not as a comedian. Just even your, not even your last name. Just Sean. Sean. Yeah. That's the dream, isn't it? Like Pele <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'd be calling you Macca by then. That might be. That was like good. Actually. Macca in big letters. You say big lit as you come on. <laughs> To come on to the stage Macca. At, at the O2. It's just behind just the, Anybody call you Macca? No, but I'd also, I'd hope if I was playing the O2, there'd be enough room on the stage for McLaughlin. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't think there'd be, I don't think we'd be penny pinching that much yeah. by that point. That's, that's good that's news. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. book that, you can get, get enough letters. I that's think so. Right. You have yeah. played in front of a, quite a lot of people in a recent uh, tour, though, didn't you? Uh, supporting Ricky Gervais. Yeah, that's yeah. right. All that's through his good. last tour. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's it's wild, really, especially for a, a guy like me who not many people have heard of. It's pretty crazy that, to, to think of the venues we played. We did Wembley twice. We did the Palladium 15 times. We, went to, we did a 15,000-seater in Denmark that was one wow. of the craziest nights of my life. Yeah, it's, wow. it's pretty wild. Um, and I guess I've, I feel luckier than Ricky because I get to play those crowds and then basically be anonymous again straight away, <laughs> whereas I think you know, he gets mobbed. But he yeah. also gets paid more than me, so I guess it evens out. And you did, you've also you worked with um, Bill Burr. You, you supported him and did Sydney Opera House and some yeah. other big venues. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild actually. It's, you know, when you yeah, I try not to think about it too much like that. But I've mm. done an awful lot for someone who's basically got absolutely no money and no success whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for basically a guy who sat in the talk sports studios begging people to buy a ticket. I'm, uh, Maybe maybe I should change my name to Macca. Maybe that's what I've been missing. Maybe that's it. That's yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. There'll be T-shirts, then the old Macca range you can sell, beer mats, everything. You've you, really thought, do you oh, want yeah. to be my agent? Well, I've, I've got a lot of, there was someone else I knew called Macca and we he didn't take off. So I've got a lot of stuff in the garage. <laughs> was I've got to get rid of this. I've got to get rid of these T-shirts. What, did I look like him? I mean, really, I could. He <laughs> thankfully didn't have his face on. It's just the words Macca. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Was it yeah. Steve McManaman by yeah. chance? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, no, it was so, so uh, I mean, is it, is it? I mean, you said you had to give it a title quite early on, but is it is it just you doing your thing, and uh, or is it is there nominally a thing to it or not? Well, it's sort of a theme. I mean, it's basically it's quite autobiographical, but it's sort of uh, it's about the last few years of my life. It's just jokes for the most part. Yeah. But I've had stuff going on, like uh, got married to a woman from another country. A lot mm. of it's about trying to get her a visa, which was right. much tougher than we thought, especially because she's from Canada, which is. 
Yeah, it's barely another that country. Be, that should easy. Be, that should be I think if the easy. queen, if the same queen is on the money, yeah. that should be. I, yeah. I think there should be a rule about yeah, that. Just come in. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what if I. The same thought. queen's on the money. I think you got a point. You'd yeah. think so, wouldn't you? But um, yeah. yeah, so I talk a lot about that. I talk a lot about technology stuff like that. Did you have to do all the citizenship test, which had to cram and learn about? You know, won the FA Cup in 1967 or something like that. <laughs> she she didn't have to do that, but <laughs> I just insisted that she did. Uh, actually, uh, hmm. that's actually 1967, the only year that QPR won the League Cup. So oh, that's that how you go. Knowledge. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Two yeah. nil down against uh, West Brom, and then uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rodney that's Marsh hat trick, I think. Fantastic. That's yeah, great. Not bad. Old, that. The good old days of QPR. Absolutely. We're just saying a, a, a pal of ours, Mark Burcham, was one of your QPR heroes. One of the one of the the eras you remember fondly. That was my greatest time mm. as a QPR fan. I was a teenager. The club was sort of on its backside. And then Holloway came in, brought in loads of players like Mark Bircham, Lee Cook, yeah. Martin Rowlands was knocking around. It was just yeah. a great era because there were loads, loads of those, loads of the cult heroes of QPR mm. were all playing in that team. We had like Gino Padula on the left and Danny Shittu and players like that. Um, is that a surname I'm allowed to say? Yeah, well, oh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a man's it's name. A name it's a name. It's a name. Of course. But yeah, so you know him. Yeah, yes. I follow him on Instagram. I mean, he's mm. he's still all in on QPR, isn't he? I mean, he's oh, yeah. He's, I did a fan zone with him. It's on YouTube. I'm ashamed mm. to it's, say. Yeah. Um, I, I don't come out of it well. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. It was quite an infamous <laughs> game where QPR beat uh, Chelsea one in, nil. Yeah, one nil. Oh, back I remember and, that. Game. And uh, Andy's uh, language was quite appalling in his behaviour. <laughs> oh, is really. that right? And it ended with Birch talking to an empty chair as Andy stormed out on the final. <laughs> <laughs> it was what annoyed you. So much it's about the game. Well, Chelsea had well, lost. Chelsea basically. were losing. What do you think? Well, yeah, of course. Lost to QPR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and was... he only did it because he thought they would romp it and he could wind Birch know. up. He only did it because he it thought was he would... unexpected. It was a tap in. Well, if course... I remember correctly, QPR had one of the worst starts ever mm. at that point, mm. and then it was just and Chelsea were flying, and I think it was the atmosphere seemed to get to a lot of the uh, the Chelsea players. It often happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was fantastic. So where where can we see you? Where will you be on at, at the uh, Fringe? I am on at the Pleasance Courtyard mm. uh, every night at 7.55pm, right. and uh, yeah, it'd be great if people can come down. I'm really happy where the show is. It's a really fun hour of stand-up, nothing more than that. I, you know, I think after the two years people have had it should be a fun night out. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then I'm going on tour in the autumn with it as well. Oh, brilliant. Well, yeah, I'm ready yeah. for you coming in. I'll watch some stuff on YouTube because that's the great thing. You can watch a lot. And I saw the stuff you did with Russell Howard and very much enjoyed it. Oh, so thank you. Thank I'm you. sure people will have a great time. So the, the, the Canadian woman you, you've married, mm. is she the older woman? Uh, no, or is no. that this is this wasn't this? Okay, I just one something you're never quite sure whether it's true or not. No, no, it? no, it was true back then, and that was a few years ago. Oh, that right. older woman is now. Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I've, in, I've, in, I've, I've in a nursing home. She wasn't that old. She was no, old. No, no, an old wound now. It's not. No, good. no, no, no. You know, no. no. Uh, Canadians don't age at the same pace. So <laughs> different time zones, you know. <laughs> Good stuff. So, yeah, Pleasance Beneath uh, at uh, 7.55. Go and check out uh, Sean, uh, S-E-A-N, in this case, mm. not like Walsh, SeanMcLaughlinComedy.com, all the details are there. Good to see you, Sean. Uh, we may catch up with you during the season when um, QBR are running away with the championship and, uh, and we'll get your thoughts <laughs> on it. Sure, I won't, um, I won't hold my breath. Let's pencil it in, shall we? Put a light pencil through that. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Good to see you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We discovered today that if Bernardo Silva gets a dog, which he plans to do, he's going to call it John Stones. Not John, not Stones, mm. but John Stones mm. after his team. I think he's doing it just to wind him up. Um, but a dog with two names, like a dog with two names. Um, you've been telling mm. us your stories. This is a very good one. It's from Gary, who says, and he's, he's supplied photographic evidence because the name is on the dog's collar. Uh, my dog is called Larry David. Someone asked me <laughs> if he was named after someone, and when I replied, yes, they said, who? Oh, for goodness sake. Well, It's not David Bowie, is it, says <laughs> it, Gary. I suppose they wonder if it was like a friend of yours. Maybe they're not fans of Curb Your Enthusiasm. But there, sure enough, there's a dog. Looks like a lovely dog with Larry David on his collar. Beautiful. Um, so you can keep those coming. When I lived in the south of France, says uh, Bill, uh, 30 years ago, I told everyone my, my dog's name was Chris Waddle. Really? It was a great way to get to know people. Uh, many Olympic Marseille fans around at the time, says uh, Bill. So um, there we are. Mm. Quite a lot of dogs with two names. And games makers outfits is the other thing we've been touching on. Andy, of course, his obsession back in the day with people wearing them after the Olympics. It used to annoy him, it didn't did, it? Yeah. It really did. My mum yeah. still has her games makers outfit, um, says James in West Sussex, in a box. But the best souvenir we uh, we did find was four cans of Gillette shaving foam that they were given out as freebies when you signed in for the day at the games. Nice. I did take about five boxes to 12 cans and wasn't known for my beard when I was 17, so they got forgotten. So there we are. Thank you for all of those. Yes. Uh, Andy, anything else? Yes, you scoffed at my Trevor Birch lookalike suggestion. Well, Trevor Birch, the EFL uh, boss, who was on with um, and uh, Sam and the guys earlier on you, you've got a celebrity lookalike well he looks like Clive Gibbons from Neighbours and you yeah. all went who's Clive Gibbons and I showed you Clive Gibbons you went oh yeah it does is that the character's name or the actor's yeah. name you wonder who'll make more money will Trevor Birch make more money going out as a Clive Gibbons impersonator yeah or will Clive Gibbons make more money I think is Clive is Gibbons the actor's name or the no, character's name no the actor's name, name uh, is Jeff Payne Okay, so you're asking me this question. Should the head of the EFL go out as a Jeff Payne, an Australian actor soon to be out of work from Neighbours on Friday, poor, poor or in Australia already out of work? Yeah. Or should Jeff Gibbons go out as the head of the well, EFL? It's a good question. What, like, I wouldn't suggest the listeners get involved. Or a Twitter poll. Get on to Jeff's agents. And he looks a bit like Trevor. We might just come along, talk to the kids, maybe do a bit of balloon folding. They, like they all love Trevor Birch and, uh, you know, remember him at Chelsea and they've got fond memories of him. So just come along That's and true. just, you know, have a bit of cake and you can go home. I've got a tortoise called Mick Jagger. Uh, have you? Yeah. I haven't. No, this listener has. I never need to call him back. He only ever really moves when I sort his food out. So thanks for that. You never tortoises. have to call it. You love tortoises? Oh, yeah, they're tremendous really? animals. Yeah. <laughs> I love tortoises. They are tremendous. They are. Really? Have you ever had one? No, I haven't, but a friend friend of mine had one and I loved it. It was so sweet. Yeah. Sweet? I mean, what is well, it? Well, to pop his little head out. Like, you know, really? He's, doing, he's doing an impression <laughs> just one day. I, I never loved Well, I, I'm wearing the shell. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I never knew that, and I never knew you had a love of tortoises. No, they're I quite do. difficult to get now. Can you still? Oh, they? You're not allowed to, are you? Really? really? I think they're. It's, yeah. Is it, is it, are they it's banned? A thing from the past. Have they been cancelled? I, I think they've been cancelled. There was there was something some historic tweets that Speedy did. Speedy took to Twitter and did some historic tweets that, that you know, and, and you yeah, you'd you'd struggle now. I think he does a bit of panto now and again, but he's off the circuit. Yeah. Our old friend Chris Kamara is uh, joining a Channel Five show, Cash. In the attic tremendous uh, presenting the show along with jules hudson and uh, yeah. he said i've got myself a new catchphrase let's get ready to rummage which i was thinking yeah it's okay but i go with unbelievable jules myself yeah that's sure. right do both do both <laughs> do, do cammy both. if you're listening that which he often does the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast and so. rupert you, your son has just interviewed nigel havers yes and it struck me that uh, he's even posher than you what, Nigel Havers? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. oh, uh, well, he probably is. Yeah. Oh, he is, the Havers. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he just play posh? Rupert's proper posh. Oh, yeah, Nigel just uh, no, I think I, no, I think I think you might find he's got a BT in his name somewhere, I think. I may, maybe I've got it wrong, but Nigel Havers is definitely right up there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. he and he, loves, he does love his horse racing. Oh. Um, and that, he's, he was here to... 
present the prize to the Whispering Angel uh, Oak Tree Stakes, actually. Got it in again. Great. Ollie says yeah, to it makes him, you look like Danny Dyer, I reckon. Yeah, it's because <laughs> Ollie says to him, Nigel, lovely to see you. Let's go back to Ed. And then he says, was that all right, Ollie? <laughs> Nigel Havers speaks like that. It'd be great, no, wouldn't he doesn't it? Speak like, that. speak like that. It's unlikely, I would think. Now, um, so that's that's the Lizzie Kelly treble <clears> bit <throat> in the dust. Oh but dear. I mean, it, I mean, at least we were in the game. <laughs> at least we we're in the game for one race, unlike, which we I was on the slouches tip. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I, I was last. I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Studio City. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Rather learned. than the, our old mate, the couch, we're calling Rupert as a tipster the slouch. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. Yeah, the slouch. Perfect. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes. Paul Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Um, Andy, anything you want to talk about? Yes, uh, I see. Uh, Tyson Fury uh, might be making a comeback against uh, Hafter the Mountain Bjornsson from yeah. Game of Thrones. It's the fight. Well, that's the fight. If he's going to come back, that oh, yeah. really is the first fight that we all want to see, isn't it? That's one fight we'll have to avoid, I'd say. <laughs> I think we'll <laughs> definitely sake. have to. Yeah, we certainly will. So, uh. And I've noticed now we're into the tra- period of the transfer window where uh, it's fair game to link Chelsea with players they've got no chance of getting, oh, yeah. no interest in getting at all, mm. and then say they've been snubbed. Yeah. We'll see that. Well, Although, that. Timo Werner, Newcastle, seem keen on him, so I've been checking the flights and train times. Yeah. It, Timo well, said if you he... want to have the day off to get him up there, <laughs> I will. It's about, you know, it's about four and a half hour drive, but I know, I know you wouldn't mind. He said he'd be happy to play anywhere. Thanks. So would I on 270 grand a week? <laughs> Brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not, I can't believe Newcastle won him. Not quite delivered the goals you would have hoped, not has quite. he? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> not quite delivered Terrible. the goals you would have hoped. Terrible. Yeah. Story yeah. yesterday linking Harry Kane to Chelsea, but the story seemed to be Chelsea would like to buy Harry Kane, <laughs> yeah. but they know Tottenham wouldn't sell him. Got more he... chance of signing Harry Main. <laughs> oh yes, Harry Main. Ma- the, uh... I'm not a fan of Harry Main. You're not a fan of Harry no. Main. And now he visited IKEA ahead of the Sweden game. Yeah, to wind up. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where's he going today? A beer kettle yeah. or a bistro? Well, he, he had to have the Heimlich. He's choked on a meatball. <laughs> They're not used. To, it's not in their diet. The old lions. But I'll take it. He'll be there. Um, oh yeah. Uh, at the weekend and quite possibly tonight, winding up the Germans mm. and the French in the old school style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. With a furlong to go now, Bide. But he's not having it his all way. But now he's hard work. And modern games may be the danger at the moment. Inside the half furlong a quick smack on the backside for Baid and he's put daylight now he can go into cruise control and it's a typical Baid performance no more than is necessary thank you very much nine out of nine that was absolutely lovely to watch it was like watching him at home on a gallop wasn't it he was it was so simple for him he was in a perfect position had a little bit of cover but he had the room to move into if he wanted to that is what Jim Crowley did he came down the middle and um, yeah like you said in commentary kind of he does make it he gives you a little bit of nerves doesn't he the nerves jangling like okay now you need to get on with it you need to start going and uh, but once once the like the the race mode kicks in he was off um, but as always does it a little bit snugly yes and he does it he's not he's not flashy but he makes it look easy oh to own this horse thank you very much but anyway this that is that is classy Jim Crowley did give a bit of a smack modern games was 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 resolute in third and can't no disgrace for that horse's performance but Baid in the end that may be not the biggest winning margin but actually it felt like far more than it actually was that was class and you got in the frame Rupert um, well, were you, was it each way you were was, that, each was way? that was the reason for the stone stunned silence <laughs> <laughs> well, we couldn't yeah, quite believe it because yeah. I suddenly thought we'd gone off air and all that good work we've done we'd spoken to absolutely nobody but um, well I say so myself uh, but actually Modern Games yesterday ran a really good race and mm. they would have been very pleased with that they said they thought they could not say give Baye to win. They were ever all seemed to be playing for for second fiddle. Mm. But you know there was that little moment when you thought, oh, you've just got to. You could see that Jim Crowley was saying, "Come on, boy, wake up. This is not completely straightforward." Mm. But modern games least threw down some sort of challenge and it was a truly run race so uh, fair play to modern games he's a three-year-old obviously an exciting prospect but Baid, well again has just made sure he's done what's necessary and we can continue <coughs> to enjoy good run from the Japanese horse as well Bathrat Leon tried to uh, and no disgrace in coming the way he performed 
but ultimately by it's what we want we saw it yesterday with Stradivarius class and Kiprios producing a thriller and in the end we've seen the best horse turf horse in the world coming home and you can hear a bit of applause ringing around from the grandstands here to applaud what is uh, an equine superstar winning here on the Sussex Downs. Um, I know you've got more live racing to bring us over on TalkSport 2 but um, what delights have we got to look forward to tomorrow guys? Oh, have you looked at the... What have we got tomorrow? So tomorrow we've got Nashua running. Um, she is the... She she was the horse that Holly Doyle rode when she became the first female jockey to win a classic. That was um, over in, fr in France. In France. Mm. And um, so she's running tomorrow at 3.35. So that will be really exciting. Um, and she's probably the horse I'm looking forward to seeing the most tomorrow. And the plans for tonight, Liz, are you going to try and shake Rupert off or are you going to take him with you? Where are you off to? <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't got really got a proper plan for tonight. Right. I've got a couple of school friends I'm going to go and see. Oh. And Rupert's probably going to find some old you chums. You don't want to inflict <laughs> Rupert on your old school friends, do you? No, definitely no. not. I Imagine might never see them again. Leslie Phillips, you know oh, what it'd be I'm like. Gonna, I'm a couple gonna of balls of whispering angel in. Well, that's who I'm going to Yeah, you're doing it. Where are you? Where <laughs> well, I was actually going to do it and say I was going <laughs> to talk to my friend, the whispering angel. but um, Wearing uh, his monocle, <laughs> smoking jacket. Well, why not? Uh, yeah. Well, Chichester's ready for me. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it is. I just Woking was the other week. Fantastic. Uh, have a good night, guys. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Uh, Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly will bring us three more Producer live races. Producer he won some money on that one. He did yesterday. Uh, mm. Off the Kiprios money, our assistant producer um, left the company, uh, uh, basically told everybody what he thought of them <laughs> and stormed out on the Kiprios money. And today, it's the, it's the Baid money that our producer signs you off didn't with. back Baid, did you? He's been, he's been yeah, oh, an the accumulator, accumulator that's right. Enough. One pound seventy-six. Oh, two pound seventy-six. I do apologise. all at once. Fantastic. So he may not be quite as scorched earth as Jamie was the day before. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will do it all again tomorrow from one. Myself and Charlie. We'll have a birthday spread. Yeah, I'm back. More live racing. That's right. Andy will be with us tomorrow. So do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available at four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 